Hello, all. Welcome to the Ex Millennial Man Podcast, podcast for SeedSing.com. I am your host, R.D. Kulik, and with me here is the most action of action figure type men. That's Ty Kulik. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. Doing good. I don't know that I'm an action figure type <laughs> guy. I'm a heavy set runner. I yeah. guess is how I would describe myself. You're cultivating mass. Well, I'm 285 pounds, yet I can run half marathon. Yeah, so hey. take that for what you will. Good for you. To start off the new year here, Ty, I want to talk about one of my favorite little toy lines. And we're not going to talk about Michigan again. <sighs> nope, they did it. They they closed. They closed the deal. And yeah, they did. They Business did. This is finished as Coram sweatshirts. <laughs> yep, they finally they finally closed the deal. Whereas the Dallas Cowboys and Cleveland Browns predictably did what they were yeah. going to do. The Browns, more predictably, the Cowboys, and I'm a Packer fan. That one absolutely shocked me, but hey, I was stoked because the Packers beat. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the things that the cool kids do, not watch football, but play with toys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I even have, it's weird to me when I get to it, I have one of my originals and I can't believe this is what I have. But okay. anyways, well, let's start by talking about a little Cincinnati company called Kenner. All right. Kenner was founded in 1946 by brothers Albert, Philip, and Joseph Steiner. It was named after the street where their original offices were, just north of the Cincinnati Union Terminal, which is right now, it's the Museum Center. It's basically our like city museum. It, look, okay. it looks like the Hall of Justice from the old Superman, Batman, Justice League cartoons, because that's it, somebody found it, its picture in public domain. Okay. Kenner made like little toys and they were eventually they were bought by General Mills that merged it into the division that did Play-Doh and all that stuff. Now, at this time, Ty, around the 1970s, we've already talked about G.I. Joe and Barbie. And these are things that came in the 60s and they were full size figures at the time and full size. I mean, I think like 12 inch or something like that. But then there's this old company called Mego Corporation and Mego started to make action figures for like movies, starting famously with Star Trek. and. If you ever go look up like the Mego Star Trek like toys, they're, they're ridiculous because they have nothing to do with the show. They just threw Star Trek on it. And it's like, look, a helmet with a, a police siren on it. Oh, that's a Spock helmet and stuff yeah, like totally. that. But Mego is especially in the collector's market today. Some of these Mego toys you can get. But there's this little, little tiny movie at 20th Century Fox called Star Wars. And mm -hmm. George Lucas and the people at 20th Century Fox said, Hey, this movie could probably sell you a lot of toys. And Mego's like, nobody's going to watch that crap. So they signed a deal with Kenner. And, okay. and Kenner, and when I tell you this story, Kenner is like, doesn't take any of this seriously whatsoever either. But like, okay, show us your little space movie and we'll, we'll make some figures and it'll be great. So in 1977, the movie Star Wars comes out. You ever heard of that, Ty? A New Hope, right? Isn't that what it's <laughs> it actually? To be titled? It's that that's later after they uh -huh. the original, the very first Star Wars didn't even say Episode Four on it in the crawl. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it was. Uh, it might have said A New Hope as the name of the chapter, but okay. just widely known as Star Wars. So mm -hmm. Star Wars was it came out in May of 1977 and was an absolutely huge hit, and just one of my favorite little that 70s show moments is there's an episode where all the adults go to see Star Wars and before it starts and Red's like, I don't know, let's see what Eric, why Eric thinks is such a big deal. And then the movie starts and he goes, wow. Yeah, and, yeah. 
people were like, oh, God, we got to have my kids want these toys. This is little cubby here needs his Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and all this crap. Here's the problem, though. <laughs> Kenner could not get the toys made by Christmas. <laughs> so, That's no good. So what they did for Christmas. Now, I don't remember this. I was just over the age of two, about two and a half at the time. But what Kenner did is they they sold a box. All right. And it was and they would put them in stores and people would buy them. And the box would say that it, it was called an early bird certificate package. And it had a certificate in it that you would mail to Kenner, Kenner to get four Star Wars figures. They were Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, and R2-D2. And then they had a little diorama stand and stickers and a Star Wars fan club membership. So that's what a lot of kids got for Christmas in 1977 was an empty box with a promise one day you're going to get these figures. One day they didn't give you a... They didn't give you a specific day that you would get them. It, just... it was in, I want to say it was in early 78, but they, they did. They, they put them out. They put all of those figures out and the, everybody who had bought the box got those figures. And I'm going to talk about some of the, how some of them were a little bit different. But by the time they got that, Kenner was able to scale their production up that in stores, you could get those four figures plus C3PO. Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Han Solo, Jawa, Sand People. And then they called him Death Squad Commander because I guess Kenner forgot it was called Death Star. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and then by Christmas of 78, there was JCPenney had an exclusive land speeder, the car that Luke drives in the beginning, that was like it had a sonic thing you would, it would put like do noise towards it and make it move. And, oh, that's cool. And then Sears had there, it was a kind of a cardboard cantina set, which also had four unique figures. Now, of those figures, one that is important to know here is, I think he was called Snagglepuss. Hold on a second. Or not, Snaggletooth. That's what it was. I can't. Okay. What's interesting about this Snaggletooth, and I have seen one of these in my real life. If you got that can't set, he was a regular size, like regular size as all the other figures, whereas, you know, the Jawa was a little bit shorter, and he was wearing a red outfit. Okay. Our neighbor, when we were growing up, had that snaggle too. Oh, no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry, he's wearing a blue outfit. But when Kenner went back and somebody said in the movie, that, that alien is short, like a Jawa, it's not tall. And he's not wearing red, he's wearing blue or uh, one way or the other. So yeah. when they put it on the store shelves, now all of a sudden he was short in a different outfit. Now that original Snaggletooth, that one that you could get for the cantina, I think the last time they said it sold for about $32,000. Holy cow. <laughs> Man, that's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. for a toy. And that original box, the one that had Luke, Princess Leia, I don't think it had Darth Vader. No, it had Chewbacca R2-D2. But that Luke, his lightsaber, the way they were doing this on an audio media, but their hand like had a little hole in it. And there's a little, yeah. and had a, you would just telescope it out. And it would originally it would go out two times. It would telescope two times. The oh, okay. first Obi-Wan Kenobis and the first Darth Vader's, they were that way too. But in time, it was just, it was harder to make. The pieces would break easily and stuff like that. So in time, they ended up discontinuing that just for the one thing. But you can go, if you find those figures, like loose, not in a box, you find those figures, 
in pretty good condition, they'll go for about four thousand dollars a piece. And they don't have to be in a box, and they're still going. No, for you get the, you get them in a box. It's going for like thirty thousand dollars or more. Oh my god! <laughs> Why, what people are spending money on toys like this? Oh, just wait till I get to the biggest one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, George Lucas, I I couldn't find the exact number, but George Lucas made a deal with Twentieth Century Fox that they would pay him the minimum for Star Wars. I think he got paid like two hundred thousand or something like that for writing and directing it. But he got to keep 100% of the licensing. Well, good deal for him. Yeah, that's how he became a billionaire. Not yeah, off those yeah. movies, but off these toys. And wow. when I get to some of the like deep, deep cuts here, Ty, they put Star Wars name on everything. It was on oh, yeah. dog food. It was on underwear. It was, I mean, it was everywhere. A lot of people talk about the movie Jaws as being the first really big summer blockbuster. And that came out in 76. Star Wars is what I think we know of as truly the event film now. The movie that comes out in May. The, the Avengers movie or whatever it may be. This is Star Wars created that. But with that, people could go get their figures and kids like me could play with them. And that my entire life, my earliest memory is playing with Star Wars figures. I can remember being at our old house when I was a kid, and I think it was a Jabba the Hutt toy you had that mm-hmm. used to freak me out when <laughs> I was a little kid. Because I, I, again, I'm late to these movies. I didn't watch them until my daughter was born. But I, I remember you vividly having the toy. Didn't you have a Millennium Falcon also, like a, a big size one? I, I feel like you had that. I might have. I don't remember. But this was especially, like, I think about Christmas today, okay? And I think yeah. about the fact that. It, it's always like you get a big toy or you get a big thing, a couple of smaller things. We still do this. This had to start with Star Wars. Yeah, I, you would think so. Yeah, I've always preferred kind of my G.I. Joes. The G.I. Joes, were, you could articulate them a little bit more. The Star Wars figures, they were stiff. Their arms would move at the shoulder joint and their legs would move at the hip joint. You could turn their heads. That's it. And as time's gone on, the articulation's gotten a little bit better, but G.I. Joe famously had its kung fu grip and uh-huh. the the elbows could turn and the knees could bend and things like that. But these it's weird when I talk about it. You go by there a while ago, I'm jumping ahead here, but they were selling like I think they may still be doing the selling vintage Star Wars toys in the vintage box. They're selling that today. Okay. That Millennium Falcon, I think, is two hundred and fifty dollars. That's expensive. Yeah, I think back when I was maybe wanting one, it was maybe like $15, $20. Now, that again, right. inflation or whatever, mm-hmm. the yeah. cost of things, it's we, we don't really know, but it's... Well, you also mentioned like people are spending $32,000 on something or $4,000 on th- something. I think now, too, it's we live in an era of collectors. People like to collect things. I mean, me, myself, my... Go back to Michigan. My favorite Michigan symbol is the the Wolverine with the Navy hat on, and they've kind of just started reintroducing that into their everyday type mm-hmm. stuff. So I think it's a matter of prices go up because people want. I mean, you talk about a Millennium Falcon toy that you got for fifteen twenty dollars two fifty. I go to the store to buy birthday presents for ki- my kids who are going to their friends' parties, and they have Legos that are Star Wars Legos that sell for that much money. I'm going to talk about the biggest legend, and probably have. To quote Obi-Wan, I'm going to hear a thousand nerds cry out in pain and then silence them all. 
because I always get nervous when we talk about Star Wars because my <laughs> knowledge is so little that I have to count on you to say everything because I know there's people online bad mouthing me. Oh yeah, no, no, no. knowledge, and that's why I say I'm I'm going to hear it after I talk about this story. So we're still in the early, early stages, the first twelve figures of mm-hmm. this, and then a few toys, like I was saying, and there's even uh, Sears would sell this this play set of the Death Star. It's all cardboard. All this was cardboard. Yeah. So to find these things intact today is close to impossible. I love that you're mentioning stores like Sears and JCPenney uh, yeah, selling this. Which stuff aren't even around. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think they're still JCPenney, but I think they just do, do, they do clothes now. I feel like there's not going to be another star. Right. Yeah. There's not going to be another Star Wars movie for a few years. Okay. But every year they want to come out with these toys. And so in 78, they came out with another eight figures. They came out with Greedo. Hammerhead, the the new Snaggletooth I was talking about, Walrus Man, Luke Skywalker and his X-Wing pilot, R5-D4, Death Star Droid, Power Droid. Now, I only know two of those people. (laughs) Almost all of these were just in the background, all right? And most of them, as a matter of fact, in the cantina scene. And this is what they understood in making these toys, is if you saw it up on screen, they're going to make a toy of it, and you're going to go buy it. Okay. The Luke Skywalker, the X-Wing pilot. So the original Luke Skywalker had that lightsaber with him, but the X-Wing pilot had didn't have a lightsaber, but he had a pistol. And so it was like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's a big deal. But then it was in 1979, and this is where the legend starts, that a certain Star Wars figure came out. Now, what you would do is you would see on your box, your Star Wars boxes, and they were always like pictures from the movie or something like that. You would It would have a little thing in the bottom of these next groups saying, so many proofs of purchase and a dollar send in and you're going to get the new Boba Fett figure. Now, the only thing anybody had ever seen of this Boba Fett was on that Star Wars holiday special. Such a bad, <laughs> bad special. <laughs> but that's the only thing they'd ever seen. And they okay. promised this character was going to be in the next movie, and he looked badass. And most importantly, he had a rocket on the back of his on his back that would fire. Okay, it'd be a little J thing. You'd hit it, and the rocket would fire. Okay, there's a lot of people my age who said they sure. had this Boba Fett. They like had the original one. Had this one with the rocket firing. Every single one of them is lying. Why? What makes you say that? <laughs> so there were twelve made. Oh. This, okay. well, this was, or I'm sorry, there, all 12 yeah, no, there's about 20. I'm sorry, there's about 20 of them made, all right? And okay. it had a little device on there. Around this time, there was a, I think it was Battlestar Galactica, the original Battlestar Galactica show, had a similar thing on one of their ships. And some dumbass kid shot it at himself and choked on it and died. Oh, yeah. All right. And so Kenner decided we're not going to do this, but they, they did have those prototypes. Like I said, there are around 20 of them. It was a couple of years. I think it was 2019. One of them sold at auction in perfect condition for 200. Oh, just over $200,000. Oh my God. Who's buying that? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. So anybody that says that we had this Boba Fett, they are all lying to you, okay? okay. <laughs> and everybody will have like for some reason, I'm like, oh, I thought our brother Ross had it or something like that. But these were these were all prototypes. They were never sent out to people. They were never sent out to the store. And I, I, Ty, I'm going to get more hate mail about this than anything. Really? Why? <laughs> because that's it's, what I don't get. It's one of those things that we we all like. I, I can see it in my head. I can feel it. I can feel like I'm shooting it. 
And I probably never have. But of all toys of my lifetime, of anything, it is probably the most legendary toy. And if you knew somebody who had a rocket firing Boba Fett, it was like, oh, man, that's that's the greatest thing ever. But nobody ever had it. Is this like me and my friends when we would collect cards and we all claim to have the original Griffey yeah, upper deck the, rookie card? Yep, <laughs> that's, okay. ex- that's exactly it. I swear I said I had that, but I know I know. I also claim that I had Michael Jordan's only baseball card. I know I didn't have that either. It doesn't exist, it, but the Bubble Fett was still a big deal. And as a matter of fact, if you get a Bubble Fett in the package, the last one, uh, like in pure condition, last one sold for $35,000 in 2022. Oh the amount of money <laughs> yeah. that adults are spending on toys is insane to me. And the thing we talked about this, I believe, on our starting lineup. Whenever you or I would get a toy, I imagine you do the same thing. Whenever I got a starting lineup, I immediately ripped yep. it out of the package and looked at it. Yeah. The the fact is, I only have one starting lineup figure left that you gave me for my birthday a couple of years ago, still in the pack, and it's a Sean Kemp one. Mm-hmm. So just in my adult life is the only time I've never opened. But when I was a kid, I was ripping that open and playing with it right away. Oh, I think about that Boba Fett figure as a good example, because of all the Star Wars figures, it was probably my favorite one. Yoda was always my favorite character, but the Yoda figures were never great. But it's, you know, Boba Fett had that cool look and had all that crazy stuff on him and things like that. I could probably bet you in my lifetime, I probably had at least three Boba Fetts because I would break or... And don't get me wrong here. These, the Star Wars toys, while they may not have the articulation that the G.I. Joe toys had, they were they were rock solid. The problem is on like days today where I am in southwest Ohio, we got hit with a big snowstorm last night, a couple of inches, things like that. It's on days like today, I'd take all my Star Wars figures out, bring them out in the snow, and I'd lose two or three of them. And 100%. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then find them like a little bit later. They were in very, very good shape, or they were very, very durable. But you're right, yeah, I played with these things. And Sure. I, I'm again. My memory's not the best on this one, but I want to say they were like two bucks. If you went to yeah, the store, you sure. get them for like two bucks, and so it was that that it was an easy toy to get. It was easy to have, but yeah, I played with it. Now I get it. Some people I know people. I hell, I still buy toys today, but I take them out of their box, and I'm looking at my GI Joe classifieds all shooting at me right now, <laughs> and I've got my. Well, I'll talk about this in the second half a little bit more, but my. Yoda Jedi Lego Starfighter sitting on the desk next to me. Well, but, and like, let me, I, I say I have that Sean Kemp one still in the package just because I don't know where to put it in my home. My, mm-hmm. uh, most of my stuff that I have is, is downstairs on our lower level. Like I have a Michigan football helmet and stuff like that, but I don't know where to put the Sean Kemp figurine so everybody can see it. That's the only reason why I have it in the package still. It, it my kids and I were watching Simpsons the other night. It just, just a little tangent right here. We were watching Simpsons the other night. We watched the trilogy of air episode with Lingo mm-hmm. and I always loved Lingo. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to see if I can find a toy. We couldn't find any Lingo toys, but man, we found some expensive Simpsons. Like there was a $275 Krusty the clown plot. Yeah. And the kids and I couldn't figure out why it was so expensive. So I don't understand why these things are so expensive. I wish they made a Lingo toy though. Yeah. There was, and I, it's I have it mostly just to look at pictures of it, but I have the I have a G.I. Joe and a He-Man book that I have in my office that is a list of every single figure, every single toy they made of the original lines and how much they went for at auction. Oh, my God. And there was I mean, they made a lot of these toys. So there was a lot of them available out there. That's why I say the bubble vet thing. I kind of understand if you're a 
super rich weirdo and you, you got if i had 200 grand to throw around after i bought my bugatti or whatever i'd i'd go get me one of those boba fets and then i would either lose or choke on the rocket within like a well, that's minute. but that's the thing like the people who are buying this what are they doing with it yeah what's I, the resale value like what are they going to do with it just oh i have the toy great let's move on to another conversation sorry now i'm going to end this half just on the main trilogy movies because then things get weird after that but sure not weird enough. Uh, yeah. as it is. <laughs> so that Boba Fett figure was the only Star Wars figure that came out in 79. But then Empire came out in, in 1980. And they had, I think they introduced like another 10. They were your Princess Leia in her Bespin gown, uh, Stormtrooper in the Hoth gear, Rebels in the Hoth gear, things like that. And then 81, they came out with some of the background guys, the Ugnats, the little weird creatures of Bespin that tear apart C-3PO. Uh, Lobot, the most kick-ass looking bald dude with the mechanical stuff around his back, like headphones, who's also on Bespin. So again, all of these kind of background characters that they're coming with. And then in the next year, you would get Zuckus and Forlom. I mean, again, these were people way, way, way in the back. I don't know these characters. <laughs> and then in 80, then 82, the, the Return of the Jedi figures start coming out and you have, and we're starting now. These th- th- things are coming out before the movie is. So okay. you're like, oh, there's Luke. Why's he got a green lightsaber? And who's this weird ass looking fish red dude named Admiral Akbar? And how did oh, he become an admiral? <laughs> I love Admiral Akbar. <laughs> then the little Ewoks, you would start seeing them. And then, oh my God, the Emperor and all these figures, they start, they start coming out. And obviously, once the movie comes out, and then one of the last figures of those trilogy runs is another one you would mail away from, mail away for. It is, to this day, the only original Star Wars figure I still own, okay? Oh, all right. So this is it. Okay, it's the, these aren't the droids you're looking for, guy. I can't think of his name. No. That's not him? That's Anakin Skywalker. What? At the end of Return of the Jedi, when you see yeah. all the ghosts, that's Anakin Skywalker. That's Anakin Skywalker? Now, I thought that was like, Peter O'Toole or whoever. No, 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 no. This who, is who am I thinking of then? Who the, says these aren't the droids you're looking for? That's in the, oh, that's Obi Wan Kenobi. That's in the first movie. Oh, so I'm just way off. Yeah. Okay. But no, no. Right. Here's the thing though, Ty. And I had didn't even look up how valuable this is or not. I mean, his face is a little melted and his limbs are loose and things like that. But I mailed away from this. It's the only Star Wars figure of the original. Now I have more, which I'm gonna show you in the second half here. Yeah. But this what probably makes this more interesting is since the prequel movies yeah. in Return of the Jedi, Hayden Christensen is now in as Anakin Skywalker. So this dude's not there anymore. Okay. And if you so go that's like old Anakin. Yeah. You have to have the pre special edition VHS tapes in order to see this guy. Jeez, okay. So <laughs> you might be able to get some for that, even though not in box and faces kind of melted, but no, but they that toy's gotta be like almost fifty years old too. Yeah, so I eighty three is forty years old. So yeah. Forty years old, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that is that's the wild. Only Star Wars figure I have left from any of my stuff. You had a lot of the I can I can See, I have this vivid memory of going into our basement, you having them all set up mm-hmm. downstairs. And I I felt like you had a lot, probably more as it gets grandio- more grandiose in my mind. But you had, a, I feel like you had a lot of these original toys. 
And then a year later, they ended up coming out with a few more figures again, all the background guys and stuff like that. And then this Anakin Skywalker obviously being one. Uh, sorry, that wasn't the last one. The last one is a guy named Yak Face. These names are so weird. <laughs> now, they didn't know the names, okay? They just were sure. like, oh, I'd look at him and be like, oh, that's he looks like a yak, so we'll call him Yak Face. There's another yak guy, face, kid yeah. you not, called Prune Face. I guess his face looked like a prune. Yeah. <laughs> so, but with the time period, because this is at the end of Return of the Jedi, Kenner's like, eh, you know, nobody's really buying Star Wars stuff anymore, so we're going to scale back the line, not release anymore. There was, at the time of the final release, I think there were 85 different figures you could buy and something like 30 different vehicles or play sets. Oh. And Yak, Yak Face was not, never sold in the U.S., but with all the, the time between or the time when we didn't think there were Star Wars anymore, people started to write fan fiction or yeah. there were actual real books written and Yak Face ended up getting a name but okay. and a whole backstory and everything like that because that's what to keep our Star Wars thirst alive. That's what we wanted to do is to continue. And there were some other, there was an Ewoks movie and a droids cartoon show. So they would come out with figures for that. There was, uh, I had these little small die cast metal like sets and they would have all that, but pretty much by the mid 1980s, the whole Star Wars fad was over. Those yeah. of us that played with those toys, we were getting older. I talked about it with GI Joe, they just were going crazy after mm -hmm. a while so it's kind of like the big heyday of action figures the mid 70s to mid 80s was over and yeah that was it it was all for collectors until you yeah. get to the like, 2000s <laughs> i don't even know when those movies came out well we'll take a breather and i will explain what happened before those movies and what led us to where we are today sounds good Hello all, this is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about a, another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, let's talk about the extreme era of action figures. Is it X with an X? Yes. Like XFL, yes. like Homer said? The, the, the yeah. <laughs> the 90s, the mid-90s especially, was all about extreme. There yeah. was 
G.I. Joe extreme and they were all these big muscle bound dudes and everything like that. And Star Wars could not be left behind. Now, Kenner, I don't know if it was at this time, but eventually Kenner would get purchased by Hasbro and Hasbro basically owns this license now. Mm-hmm. But they decided to catch up with the extreme that they were going to come out with Star Wars, the power of the force slot. These were Ooh. all original figures and stuff. But can you see this? <laughs> that is a buff. Dark Vader. <laughs> He's got divine biceps. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Darth Vader is already like an impenetrable god, yeah. essentially. In that yes, he is. He Why is does he need biceps? Completely oh and utterly ripped. He looks like Jax from uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. That's who I would think. So that's a, this is the power of the four slide. And they were all like this. Luke that's had this ridiculous. big barrel test. As a matter of fact, they called the Princess Leia figure from this Monkey Leia because she looks like just unnatural in every wow. way. All of them were completely jacked, but they had like they had their lightsabers and I have no idea why I still have this thing. I probably got yeah. it sometime in college. But that was the power of the force line. And that's it, absurd. Yeah. And you'll hear a lot of people will talk about that and they'll joke about it. And there's a couple of other lines that came in here or there. And then a new movie was announced. A new movie was announced so much so that you told me to be quiet during a preview of us going to see the incredible. Uh, yep. So you had the and there was a couple of other, there was like the Shadows of the Empire and all these other things, but there was a, a preview that came out and right before the preview, they released two figures, or right before the movie, I'm sorry, they released two figures. They released one of the droids, he was on, he was like on the, on like some kind of flying mechanism. They released that, I can't, I had it here a minute ago, I can't remember which other one they released, it might have been. Actually, I think it might have been this one. Let's say it's this one. Darth Maul. Yep. Okay. Now this the only cool thing from <laughs> that movie. Now this one I'm showing you is actually a very, very new Darth Maul. This is from the Clone Wars cartoon, but there was this Darth Maul figure. And all these figures too came with like these little weird coins, and you would have the you could buy this communicator and they would say lines from the movie. Which Darth okay. Maul famously had like three lines in the whole. Movie. Did he say? I mean, it's like Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. My son had a Boba Fett toy that could talk. I'm like, I don't remember this guy talking at all. Eventually, you would get your your different Anakin Skywalkers, your different uh, the your different droids, your Darth Maul, your Obi Wan Kenobi, your Qui Gon Jinn. All Is that things. the imperialist or whatever who speaks with a horrifically N- offensive? No, Asian no, accent? that's that's Newt Gunray. Yeah, that that whoever does that voice should be ashamed. Oh yeah, no, it's awful. Everybody's favorite Jar Jar Binks. Hey, I hate that <laughs> the guy who played him is having some kind of renaissance. Also, like you did a stereo horrifically racist stereotype of a Jamaican person. Yeah, he uh, he was in actually Ahmad Best. He was in, I think, the latest season of The Mandalorian. Okay, that's uh, not <laughs> not as Jar Jar oh, <laughs> as, as, some, as somebody completely different. But it, again, because the movies, but these figures started to ignite this like Star Wars renaissance again. And the figures were, again, the same. They were roughly the same size. They weren't as buff as the power of the Force line. It was Which one is uh, Qui-Gon Jinn? That Sorry, was uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, okay, yeah. And he, He's one he that, dies in that. Yeah, one, Darth, right? Maul, Darth okay. Maul gets him, yeah. Yep, all right. Ignited, and everybody knew, because Lucas had said there's going to be three movies, and... The next movie came out and all those figures came out. The Revenge of the, I mean, 
what was in, I mean, I should have looked it up, but I guarantee you probably one of the most valuable figures from this time was the attack of the clones Yoda because it was the first Yoda figure to come with a lightsaber. Oh, OK. So there was there any Sam Jackson toys? Oh, this? yeah. With the as purple a, lightsaber. As a matter of fact, Sam Jackson, the Mace Windu, his character, they released a figure of him for for the first one. But he doesn't carry a lightsaber at all in that. Oh, in the Phantom okay. Menace. So his figure, which is another really valuable one, actually has a blue lightsaber in that. Doesn't he have purple? Yes, he eventually gets purple. (laughs) That gets that gets added into it. And while these movies are coming out, this is when Lego gets into the whole shebang. Now Lego starts making Star Wars sets, going back to the original movies, and you can go like there was. I'm looking at it right now, but one of their earliest sets was. A Tantive Four. It's the ship that Leia's on at the beginning of Star Wars. Okay. Her individual figure at the last just time. Just the it was, Leia? Yeah, just the Lego. Okay, the Lego one. The Lego right? of Leia. Okay. Yeah, just the last time it went for over $450. For a, for a Lego figure? <laughs> yes. And is it one of the tiny ones? Yes. Like, I have those Simpsons ones that are very, very small. Yes, like, yes. It is a Lego figure, yes. $450? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez Louise. The most expensive one is actually a a kind of shiny C-3PO. It went for $3,100 last at auction. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Who is going to these? Usually, <laughs> <laughs> we be watching Gem the other day, and Adam Sandler's character in that goes to an auction. I imagine it's people like that who are all strung out yes. and just want to spend money. <laughs> yes. I actually just went to the, the G.I. Joe auction. There was a G.I. Joe auction online and, and looking at it and seeing you know something interesting I'd, I would want to pick up. But I'm not going to spend more than $50 on any of these things. No. And everything is over that. <laughs> well, I was listening to a recent episode of uh, the podcast that Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott do about Bruce Springsteen's music. And Adam Scott was talking about something I've never heard of, novelizations of movies. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he, he wouldn't say how much money he was spending on them, I think, because he was embarrassed about how much money he was spending, like First Blood and Predator, like novelizations and stuff like that. And they they explain that a lot of this stuff is different from the movie because these are all written before the movie comes out but auctions sound like a horrific thing to be a part of to me i remember one summer i read the novelization to tim burton's batman movie while i was at the mark twain pool adam scott mentioned that he bought that one yeah (laughs) and again scott ackerman asked him how much money he spent and he wouldn't say i think because he was embarrassed yeah doing auctions for it There was a book written after Star Wars, something through the mind's eye or something like that, which a lot of people thought was going to be the sequel. And it was. But when people go back and they look at it, it's wildly different. Like Luke and Leia are romantically involved and not brother and sister at all. And Darth Vader killed Luke's father. And that's what the whole thing is that's again wildly wildly different but yeah there's i could do a whole thing on star wars books one day (laughs) but i'm just i'm picturing these people at an auction willing to spend upwards of thirty one hundred dollars for a c3po figurine yeah a lego figurine and like just putting up their placards or whatever they call over that's nuts yeah the the bubble fett one i actually do get that is truly a collector's item. There's, there's a, only 20 of them made that you said. Yeah, I think I think the most expensive thing ever bought at auction, I might be wrong about this, but I know Bill Gates like 10 years ago bought a book. It's called the Codex Hammer. 
it was basically Leonardo da Vinci's drawings. He, oh, wow. And that, I mean, that went for millions of dollars. Sure. And again, I get things like that. You have that. Absolutely. Kind of, but yeah, uh, the Lego thing, I just don't get. No, that, uh, I would much rather see pictures of Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci's drawings than look at a Lego C-3PO figure. Right. Now, after the prequel movies, before Disney bought them, there wasn't much going on. There was, though, the Clone Wars cartoon. There's famously the Clone Wars movie, which is, no matter how bad, Ty, you think those prequels are, or how bad I think Rise of Skywalker is, that Clone Wars movie is the worst, probably even worse than the holiday special. It is so bad. My wife and I, the other night, we wanted to just watch something trashy, and she wanted to watch the third of the, the third Star Wars movie. I cannot think of the name of it. Revenge of the Sith. Okay, we got to the scene where... Anakin and Padme are in the forest and it looks like sound of music. I'm like, I can't. Oh, that's no, anymore. that's attack of the clones. That's okay. Well, yeah. whichever one that was, <laughs> we were watching. I'm like, I can't, this, this isn't even fun bad for me. That movie is atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice though. Or thankfully though, it gave us the clone wars cartoon. Which and, I've never seen. Uh, I know you're a humongous fan of it. I've never seen it. Outstanding. Outstanding. And even before that, there I think this was in lead up to the uh, lead up to Revenge of the Sith. There were these little fifteen minute cartoons on Cartoon Network called the Clone Wars. This, the two Clone Wars are very very different. They're both on Disney Plus, but mm-hmm. the the Aronofsky ones, the guy who did Samurai Jack, they okay. had they had a very like stylized look to them and things like that. And this is probably my most prized col- piece ever. Yoda. So this He's got a lightsaber. Yep, this Yoda who's in action with his cape his arms and around, stuff. Yeah. Right. They came out with the Clone War figures. These, this is from the Aronofsky ones. Okay. And again, a very, very stylized, very action-based, very kind of manga-looking type thing. Totally. My, I, I remember I would see this. This is even, I think, before I was married or maybe right when I was married. But I didn't have a kid. So why am I at Toys yeah. R Us or something like that? And I would see this and I'm like, I can't justify buying this. And then one day I, they were like on clearance or something like that. And I'm like, I've got to have it. That's like one of my <laughs> most prized possessions. <laughs> well, and I obviously know your kid. He's my nephew. Does he even like Star oh, Wars? Oh God, no, not at all. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> not at all. Doesn't give a crap about Star Wars or G.I. Joe or any of that oh, stuff. Oh man. <laughs> you also had the new movies coming out now. I know I'm moving really, really fast, but oh, yeah. uh, you have the, Gosh, what was the first one called? Why am I blanking on everything? Force Awakens. Rise of, Force Awakens. Yeah. Why am I thinking Rise of Skywalker? Is that the one you hate? Yes, that's the one I very, very okay. much dislike. <laughs> and again, they had a preview and they started, Hasbro started to come out with figures. So I got my Kylo Ren. Yeah, I got and my. I, speaking of just a quick little tangent, too. Have you ever seen the SNL that Adam Driver hosts? Oh, yeah. And he's Kylo Ren yeah. doing an undercover yes. boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest skits ever. Oh, People, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's, it's hilarious. It's great. And these figures, again, this is audio we're talking. They're still just move at the shoulders and move at yeah. the hips, but they're more sculpted. They're almost more like statues now. Is That looks way more like Kylo Ren than any other toy that you've shown. Oh, yeah. I, I can see it all, even though this is an audio medium. I can see it. With that, again, the toys are the toys. They have all sorts of different things. They You also have the, after the Clone Wars cartoon, you also have Rebels, and you get this. And this is probably one of my favorite looking ones, but this is my 
Darth Vader from Rebels. And again, it's hard for people to see. It's a more anime style, but his yeah. eyes are actually red. It'd be way cooler if he had humongous biceps. Like well, that's way. what I say. Yeah, you compare these two. <laughs> I'm holding up the power of the Force and the Rebels Darth Vader. And then, of course, you know, no collection is complete of mine unless I have my Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. And, Do you still have that? You had a Yoda puppet that I remember. I think it was a puppet. Yeah. You still have that? Yes, I do. It's, he sits over my lawn. Forever. Yeah, he guards my laundry room. Okay. Yeah, I, I can remember like one day grabbing that and our brother Seth, e- even he was like, don't touch that. That's <laughs> Cubby's favorite toy. I'm like, all right. So yeah, I probably, right, yeah right. I probably had that like 40 years. Bringing us into the modern day time. You have all these regular figures, and then they came out. I can't remember which year it was. It's been around for a while, I believe, but it's called the Black Series. And these are, these are, uh, it says here 2013. These are taller figures. I want to say they're not the three and a half, I think they're six inch and very, very well sculpted. And they have a lot, I don't own any of these. They have a lot more articulation. They look amazing like you look at most of these figures i go back to the original princess leia her face looked like wax and then you have the monkey princess leia all this other stuff these these figures look like these people they're and i want to say they start at like 20 bucks a piece and they come with tons of accessories and they're literally going through almost the entire line they even have more deluxe figures like job of the hut like that little big job of the hut set i have i want to say Every time a new Star Wars thing comes out, there is a series of black figures that are the black series that are put with them. And I know because I thought about it. I looked at getting a Grand Admiral Thrawn or a, an Ahsoka Tano. They even have like Evil Ray for that one scene in, oh, in yeah, yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. This is for the collector market. This is people go. I, it's weird to me that they actually still put these in like the toy aisle because I don't I would, I would never get my kid this. But this is where we are with toys now, though. The G.I. Joe classifieds are six inch. They re- they're re-releasing all the He-Mans in basically their original way. And it, you're getting to the weird ass crap of He-Man stuff now, like Suck Or, the guy that sucks, or Stink Or, the guy that stinks. And well, it's interesting because I feel like they're making Hasbro's these type of toys for your generation, and then my generation has starting lineups. And then I feel like my son, when he's my age, he's going to be like, oh, do you remember Funko Pop? So it feels like all this stuff goes through some kind. There's there's something for everybody, it feels like. But this Star Wars one seems incredibly vast, like way more vast. And I, you're naming characters, and I know you understand this lore. You, you've been watching this and studying it your whole life. You're naming people I've never heard of. Yes. And it's even when I go down this list, I'm like, I don't know who the hell these people are. I, I, again, yak face. It it is to me. I always thought it was great. I keep comparing it to GI Joe or he man because at the same time, but we got to remember these were toy lines that were made before the entertainment pieces were made. The cartoons and the comics were made to sell the toy. Yeah. That, that was what it is. Star Wars, we go all the way back to the beginning. We were just at an era where you had a company like Mego making these things. And then you had Barbie, obviously, Hasbro and all that stuff. But there was never a movie that you would make the toys for. I mean, Star Trek, yeah. this was all based off of a TV show that was already canceled. No, oh, okay. That was off the air, but people were watching it in syndication. They were coming at it from 
oh, it's kind of cool. My kid would like to play this, or we were watching Star Trek and we might get this with Star Wars. It just, it, it literally, like I said, this is what made George Lucas a billionaire. He, yeah. He said, let me make this movie and let me sell the licensing rights. And it's a genius move by him. Or his people. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I have to assume he did it because I don't think he had many people, but that's really taking a bet on yourself and that's hitting a grand slam. No, it, it absolutely. And it changed the way movies are made. Yeah. When I was thinking about doing this and I say last night, my son and I went to Target and I took a walk down the toy aisle and they have these three and three quarters inch Star Wars figures. I had a speeder bike, speeder trooper, stormtrooper, and Grogu, the the Mandalorian child mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. So at the end of the first season, where it's Jason Sudeikis and Adam Pally, I think. Adam Pally, yeah. chatting with each other, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they end up t- taking the baby Yoda. Uh-huh. That's what this was. It's, it's the original. It's just basically the toy, but it's this now. It was $50. Holy cow, man. <laughs> that's that's wild to me yeah again with the mandalorian and ahsoka being out i saw their figures the the regular figures i told you i was thinking of getting a grand admiral thrawn just the regular little figure of that was 15 dollars. jeez louise this stuff is crazy no it's and i'm like you're not buying this for kids no you're buying it for yourself right and then you have like, Super 7 or the reaction figures, which I think are great. And I, I don't mind spending like 10 bucks on them, but they're modeled over the old Star Wars thing. But you can get, what did I get my wife one time? I know I got her a green arrow or something, but you can get like the dudes that were on the boat and Jaws. And oh, nice. That's cool. <laughs> you can get these little action figures of them. But and this all stems from Star Wars. I mean, I've got yeah. I've got a... This is only going to mean something to like 1% of the audience, but I got a Baroness in a blue outfit from Reaction because it's like the very first G.I. Joe card. She's in blue. The rest of it, she's in black leather. I was going to say that's all gobbledygook (laughs) (laughs) to me there. And again, this all go. I know Star Wars, they've released some mostly Clone Wars things. And speaking of the Clone Wars, you had, I I think it was kind of interesting, the original stars, you had Stormtroopers. And then Mm. in the next movie, you had the snow stormtroopers. Yeah. And then in the third one, you had the dudes in red that protected the emperor. I think between Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars cartoons, and before you get to the new movies, there are like eight different versions of these clone troopers. And they wow. have sold you action figure wise, they've sold you each one wow. in multiple colors. <laughs> Good for them. And then, obviously, with the new movies, they had a different Stormtrooper look, and then they had Captain Phasma, and they had the red ones at the end. And so they're basically selling you just army men in a multitude of colors. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have, like, a... From Hoth, maybe, as a planet that's covered in snow, didn't you have all that gear and, like, a Tauntaun and an AT-AT walker and stuff? Like, okay, I thought you... Because I feel like... I I, I don't think I ever had the big walker. I had a friend who had that. But I feel like I can remember looking at your toys and seeing people in like all white outfits. Yes. And was that planet called Hoth? Because I don't want to get yes. attacked. No, I'm no. About that no, it's it is it is definitely Hoth. And I just I need people who are going to attack me online to understand. My daughter turned eight in October of 2023, <laughs> so that's how fresh all this stuff is for me. Yeah, and this to me, uh, like I said, I have a a physical memory of playing with that Bobo Fett that I never played with. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that goes back to when we lived in Minnesota and uh, I was like I, four. Like I said, I <laughs> swore up and down to my friends all growing up. And I even think now I, I swear I had that Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck rookie card. I never had that because that thing is priceless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I look around, I think about it. I took these figures where I sit. I'm at my home office where I sit. I have the, those figures up behind me and my different versions of Darth Vader and my Darth Maul and all that. And I, I look over on one shelf I have here. I have this Yoda bobblehead. I know coming down into my basement, I have a Revenge of the Sith Yoda with his lightsaber. Well, some behind you on the. Oh, those I t- those were all my stars. Those are other things. Okay. Those are I'm just thinking of the Star Wars like toys I have yeah. as a 48 year old man in my house. I have that Yoda guarding my laundry room. I know over Christmas I had a Yoda in a. You could tell I like Yoda, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had a Yoda in a Santa Claus outfit. Toy line that never leaves me. I, I liked GI Joe more, but this is the one that I'm going to go get a figure. We all have our certain, like, I have about four, st- like, toys like that, like you were talking about. I have the Sean Kemp one that you mentioned, and I have two Charles Woodson things because he's my favorite football player of all time. But I also have contestant number one from Squid Game. My wife mm-hmm. got me a Funko Pop of that. I keep that on my dresser because he was my favorite character in that whole show. So I think you're right. I think people make these toys for us, mm-hmm. not for our kids. Because my kid... My son has no idea what Squid Game is. My son only knows who Charles Woodson is because I'm obsessed with Charles Woodson. So, yeah, th- these are not made for him. My wife did not go out and buy a Charles Woodson figurine to give to him. She bought it to give to her adult husband mm-hmm. on my birthday one year. My son has two Funkos. One is the Penguin from Billy Madison. Which, that's with, awesome. Oh, with, my God. With, 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 the, with the drink, with the cocktail. The coolest. <laughs> I got him that for Christmas. And then on his own, he bought, and it's nice. I was like, God, that's kind of expensive. But on his own, because I'm the adult in the relationship, I had to go to the comic book store to get some comics. And he <laughs> doesn't care about that. So he's looking at the Funkos. And this really, really nice Joe Burrow one, I think he bought for like 15 bucks. But it's, I mean, it's really it's got yep. weight to it, all this other stuff. And it, it is. You can see, okay, that's the kind of the stuff he wants now. He mm-hmm. um, Totally. I mean, his he if if he spends his money, it's on Nintendo. But that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. That's just what he spends his money yeah. on. But when it comes to the... I Look, I tried to get him in the Legos. He didn't care. Nope. I, Same with my son. Tried to get him to play with some of my toys. He doesn't care. I mean, yep. I know for a fact that this is actually pretty darn valuable. I'll never get rid of this. No, that's yours. <laughs> and, yeah. and I I, I want to play with it. I'm not play with it, but I want to totally. look at it and be like, wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. Because this was, I often joke about when we go to the store, he goes to look at his toys and I go to look at mine. But I find it interesting that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, they're all in the same eye. 100%. I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters when I was a kid. They're all in the same aisle. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. That is the tale of of a poor, hungry filmmaker (laughs) who just wanted to put a bunch of crap out into the world and make a lot of money. And before people online make fun of me for being afraid of Jabba the Hutt. I was a kid and that the <laughs> well, way that, that thing was creepy. Could you move that, his head and his tail yeah, would wag? And the way that kid, cause I would come in and out of the room when you would watch those movies and the way Jabba the Hutt talked when I was a kid, 
There was nothing scarier. Than Doga buka that guy. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's all, it's all. <laughs> and did did Matt Groening base hedonism bot off of Jabba the Hutt? Because I feel oh, like they're the same person. It should, yeah, absolutely <laughs> could be. Okay. I mean, there is again. It's one of those dumb things of the special editions, and I I don't hate on the special editions like other people do. Look, if George Lucas didn't make the movie you wanted, and he has a chance to make it now, then let him do it. You know, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's but. There was a scene with Jabba the Hutt and Han Solo in Star Wars, and it was just this big, fat, like, Scottish dude. And then they mm-hmm. turned, obviously, by the time Return of the Jedi came out. So when they do it for the special edition in Star Wars and they have that scene, it's, like, ridiculous. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's because <laughs> the whole Jabba the Hutt thing, the, the whole Huts in general, isn't practical as all hell. Totally. But it's cool. It's uh-huh. That's what a lot of this crap was. That's why... They'll sell you prune face and yak face and <laughs> yeah. snaggle tooth and all this. Well, didn't other you stuff. have a Han Solo and carbonite toy yes. too? Yeah, like, it, it came like with the little. You put them on the carbonite and yeah, it, they could. They could sell you five it Han totally, Solos. They could sell yeah. you. I said they probably they probably sold me twenty different stormtrooper variants in time. Are three different Boba Fett's like you said. Yeah. And I'm talking about mainly the main line figures. There were twelve inch dolls. There were I didn't even go into the vehicles. I mean, there's a I think it, I'm pretty sure it was the first season, the Mandalorian. But there was a toy. One of the very first vehicles that came out was this Imperial troop transport, and it was like this, just this box basically with wheels on it where you could put stormtroopers all around it. It was never in any movie. And then the, when the Mandalorian came out, Jan, John Favreau put it in the scene. There you go. <laughs> so he clearly collects these toys. Exactly. As well. <laughs> and they're even in, um, what is it? The uh, it's in Bespin and empire strikes back. There's a scene where when they're all evacuating, you see this guy running and he's holding the cylinder. He's just in the background. And he's given a name now. You go to Wikipedia, and it's he's the ice cream man because he's carrying an ice cream maker, and <laughs> and they have a whole story for him. And That's I pl- wild. I played through the uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. And he's one of the characters you can get in Bespin. <laughs> wow! I mean, that's how deep cut oh, yeah. these people have gone with this stuff. They go far, man. Yeah. So more power if, to them. If you were in the background, if you were just hanging out, if an extra accidentally walked on set, he is suddenly going to get an action figure. Yeah, and have a whole backstory <laughs> about it in fan fiction. It sounds like. <sighs> All right, Ty. Well, if somebody needs to reach out to you, so you can be my broker, and I can sell all my Star Wars toys yeah. for hundred thousand dollars <laughs> where are they gonna find you Let, let's do that first of all <laughs> no you can find me on instagram and facebook ty kulik t-y-k-u-l-i-k all lowercase more most importantly come read my stuff on seed sing s-e-e-d-s-i-n-g.com pop culture sports it's all there dolly parton's birthday is on the day we we recorded this and i wrote up ode to dolly parton check all that out seed sing s-e-e-d S-I-N-G doc. Chucklehead Chat just dropped the episode that I was on talking about my top five movies of the year. And I've been on other episodes of that. And that podcast is fun. Go listen to that wherever you can find it. It's hosted by our buddy Glenn Adams. But most importantly, listen to me on this podcast, Millennial Man Podcast. Great. Review us. Tell your friends about us. Check out our Patreon. You called me the other day and we're talking about movies that we're going to do for First Watch Rewatch Season 2. So I'm pumped about that. But again, ex-Millennial Man. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we repeat all that ex millennial ex millennial man seed saying that is right. I have I've mapped out now five movies, and I told my wife that 
I don't want to do any bad movies. I don't want to do any movies that I think are bad this time around. Okay. We did some bad ones last time around. <laughs> that Star Wars holiday special, man. <laughs> but, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I could easily take suggestions. Or if you're interested in being on that show, you can reach out to us here or through Public Forum Productions. And with all that being said, we thank you for your years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the X-Millennial Man podcast. Remember, we're here every Saturday for free wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And I need to go and uh, shovel my driveway, tie, and may the force be with you. May the force be with <laughs> you as well. Stay fresh, cheese bags. The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.